Ministry Catalyst Podcast. www.worshipministrycatalyst.com. Worship Ministry Catalyst is a networking resource for all worship leaders and worship team members, serving as a catalyst to facilitate worship in the local church. David Lindner and Kevin Cruz. Hey, hey, hey. Hello, hello. Hello, everyone. Welcome to... This is actually episode 126. Is that, mis- is that what this is? It. I mislabeled it on here. Ah. But, uh, yeah, because we did one episode, like, six months ago. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we, we, have, uh, we have taken a six-month sabbatical, um, but... We're back. Yeah, we're back. We're back. The funny thing was, it's what we said in the last episode. Like we're back, <laughs> and then we didn't, and then we didn't record one for six months. Yeah, um, but we are back this time. Oh my goodness! Yeah, so it, it's been a uh, it's been a crazy crazy six months, um, and I mean busy, right? Busy as all get out, and uh, uh, you know we. What, what's happened in the last six months, David? What's the recap? I mean, we've had uh, Christmas. That was busy. Um, we've had Thanksgiving. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've had... Uh, football. We've had football. Oh, boy, yeah. both of our teams mm-hmm. at the end. I know. Faltered. Stupid. So sad. Dude, yeah, I really man. thought, I really thought, honestly, in my heart of hearts, I thought the Buckeyes were going to win the national championship game. And then they lost to Michigan State. And so that put them in the mm-hmm. Rose Bowl. Um, no, put them in the put Michigan State in the Rose Bowl. Sorry, Michigan State was in. The, they were in the Orange. Yeah, Orange Bowl. Orange Bowl. That's yeah. what it was. Right, right. So Michigan State, who by the way beat Stanford. Yeah, like who saw that coming? Mastered Stanford, dude. They killed him. Yeah, you know, um, which I mean, Stanford beat Oregon, which that's what started our woes. It all started mm-hmm. with Stanford beating mm-hmm. Oregon. Which, whatever. I mean, Stanford's a good team. But then when we lost to Arizona? Yeah, that hurt. Ah. Uh, that was that was annoying. Yeah, it wasn't for, just annoying. It was just, like, depressing, <laughs> you know? Because at that point, we still had a shot at the Rose Bowl. Mm-hmm. Like, Absolutely. if we would have won out, if we would have beat Arizona, we would be in the Rose Bowl. Mm-hmm. Although, we would, I guess we would have played Michigan State. We probably would have <laughs> lost to Michigan State. Yeah, I think so, Michigan so then, State was underrated. No doubt, dude. They they uh they dominated Stanford, mm-hmm. but yeah, your Buckeyes lost to Michigan State in the uh, uh in the uh the championship mm-hmm. game, the, the the Big Ten, um and then they lost in the Orange Bowl, um to who were they playing? Clemson. Clemson. Tough man. Tough. Yeah. Well, our defense was pretty pathetic, and it's no secret that I have not been a fan of our defense for yeah. a lengthy amount of time, and. You can't win games if now, you can't n- stop the other now team. Now, <laughs> Braxton Miller, is he coming back or is he going to the NFL? I think he's coming back. Oh, I'm still not a big Braxton Miller fan, so I, I I'd rather he go on and really? find somebody I else. think he's great. He's yeah. he's He runs, he throws. What don't you like about him? <laughs> well, he's too much of a ball hog, big play uh, guy instead of yeah. like 
sometimes you just need to get the first down. Just get the first. And he's always looking downfield for the touchdown. And that's that cost us a couple times in the Orange Bowl. Ouch. He's looking for the big play when we needed a first down. And so three and out, like a couple, two or three times in that second half. And Wow. Yeah. Yeah, so, so Oregon loses at the end. We, we go to the Alamo Bowl, which... <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that that was that was fun. It, you know, I, I have a friend of mine who's a really big Ducks fan. Like, like he goes to games and like goes to bowl games. And I asked him, I'm like, Hey, did you go to the Alamo Bowl? He goes, <laughs> I have my standards, Kevin. <laughs> you, know, you know, which is hard when you know for Oregon when you when you set a precedence mm-hmm. of, of a BCS game for four years right. in a row. Like anything less than mm-hmm. a BCS game is is uh, tough. Yeah, but now so, the Seahawks. Oh, mercy. And I'm a Seahawks fan. Yeah. So this Sunday. Big game. This Sunday, NFC Championship against the 49ers. Mm-hmm. I'm actually preaching on Sunday. And um, I'm what using. What time is the game on Sunday? The game's on at 3.30. Hmm. Uh, so I'm, I'm using uh, West Coast time, FYI. Um, so I'm using the Seahawks as my big kind of sermon illustration. Because uh, I went to a Seahawks game a few weeks ago. Um, it was the uh, the final game against the Rams, and uh, the the season set or the week seventeen game, and you know they won. Um, so I, I got some great pictures, some great video, and I thought, hey, why not? Why See, not talk about football? Why not talk about the Seahawks? Um, and and so I mean the whole thing I'm tying it into worship, mm-hmm. right? Uh, I'm a worship pastor, and I you know I, I don't get to preach all the time. You know maybe like a couple times a year, once or twice a year. And so, you know, when I get a chance to preach, you know, preaching on worship, preaching on the Seahawks, two things that I like. <laughs> um, but the whole thing I'm doing, right, uh, you know, just just to give you a little sneak peek for anyone who wants to, you know, hear the, the sermon, uh, you know, if you want to come out to Laurelwood Baptist Church, Vancouver, Washington, 17015 Northeast 6th Street, 1015, Sunday. Um, <laughs> although by the time this post, is, <laughs> I don't know what's going to post. Yeah, this yet, this, so. this may not even by the time this post. Uh, but you uh, could still come out. Yeah, it just sure. wouldn't be you preaching, right? Yeah. Sorry. Anyway, point being, come on out. Let me give you a little teaser here. Um, I went to that game, that week seventeen game against the Rams, and and this funny thing happened. The you know, Rams game. The Rams and yeah. No, this funny thing happened where I um. Um, you know, I'm, I'm there, you know, 68,000 fans and we're all like screaming and cheering. And, and there was this one touchdown at the end. Uh, Russell Wilson threw a great pass to Golden Tate, kind of faked out the defender. It was like a 47 yard, you know, uh, touchdown ca- catch and grab and run. And uh, a funny thing happened, though. We're all sitting there and like, I mean, in this moment, it was like we were all worshiping. You know, we're all here together as one body and people are raising their hands People are celebrating. People are like, I mean, almost like crying almost. You know, people are just like, just so elated. And Registering seismic activity. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that was against the Saints uh, for the, the um, divisional playoff game. Mm-hmm. Uh, Beast Quake 2.0 is what they're calling it. <laughs> anyway, so, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm watching this thing happen. And it dawned on me, I'm like, is this worship? I mean, are we worshiping right now? So anyway, I'm, I'm taking that whole concept of, of uh, you know, what worship is and, and how sometimes it gets misconstrued, like with football. Um, you know, people will gladly give up their entire Sundays for a football game. Um, but when it comes to church, oh, 
that that's my one day to sleep in. Mm-hmm. You know, oh, that that's my one day to run errands. Um, you know, it, a game goes in overtime. Uh, a, a Sunday football game goes in overtime. Everyone's stoked because it's a good game, right? Um, like we sure, get to stay in. We get to stay at church for overtime. Yeah, yeah, what? exactly. Right? <laughs> like, like you know, pastor goes an extra half hour. You know, church goes into overtime. People are like, I, I looking at there. I gotta get home. You know, I, I gotta eat. Just kick the winning field goal, pastor. Just kick come the on, just field kick goal. it. So, so uh, yeah, just looking at some uh, some of these comparisons, similarities. Uh, Seahawks worship football. Um, you know, it's, it's going to be a fun sermon. So, yeah. if uh, if you happen to be in the area, come out on out to Laurelwood uh, Sunday, uh, January nineteenth. Sunday, Sunday, Sunday. Sunday, yeah, January nineteenth. I don't know if this will post before the nineteenth, but um, <laughs> if not, go on the website laurelwoodbc.com. Uh, listen to the sermon uh, on the website. So, anyway, enough uh, enough on that. Yeah. But so yeah. the last six, we finally got, I finally got stuff set up out of the church. Yep. So now we can actually record. Yeah. And something. we're recording in style. So this is, what is this now? This is a officially yeah. Studio E. Studio 6.8. Um, Studio 6.8. Yeah. That's cool. Uh, I like that one. Yeah. Because we've had Studio A, we've had Studio B in your garage. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've had Studio C at my at my mm-hmm. church. We've had Studio D at, at your other yeah, church. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> now we're now we're Studio Six A. Yeah, I like that. We're getting rid of the letters. We're going somewhere else. There you go. Whole new direction. Whole new direction. <laughs> so, anyway, yeah. So it, it's been a crazy six months. Yeah. And to all of our our faithful listeners, we apologize for not. We're sorry. <laughs> we apologize for not recording for the the last six months. Um. But yeah, um, David's been uh, at, at a new church now and uh, uh, head pastor, yep. head pastor, senior pastor for the 6-8 church. And and, uh, um, and that's been pretty awesome for you. We got the studio set up now. Uh, yeah, I've been busy with everything else. And I got really sick, too. Yeah. I don't know if I told you. Like, uh, I it saw was, that on Facebook. Yeah, it was it was so our whole family. It was like it was the worst. It was New Year's Eve. And uh, I knew I was sick because I went to bed at nine. On New Year's Eve, I'm like, I'm just gonna TiVo all the, you know, all, all the shenanigans, right. all the all the ball dropping stuff. I'm gonna TiVo that, and I went to bed. I woke up that next day uh, with with like 102.5 fever, and I was in bed literally for like two days. And then Callie, poor sweet, our uh, six year old daughter, poor sweet Callie, uh, she got like 103.9, almost 104. Wow. Uh, she got a real bad fever a few days later. Um, we thought she was better. We sent her to school. She came home that day with 103 fever again. And it just, you know, just round and round. I'm still trying to, I still got a little bit of a stuffy nose. I'm still a little, you know, still a little nasally. <laughs> um, I still got a little bit of that. Still got a little cough, but I'm preaching Sunday, so I'm feeling good. Good. Uh, I'm, I'm going to make it happen. Yeah, we had some sickness. We <laughs> we had, not to man on the moon your story, but... um you know what I'm talking about, right? Yeah. Okay. Man, Brian Regan. Brian Regan. Man on the moon. I walked, I walked on, the, on moon. the moon. Yeah. <laughs> but um, it was about that was mid-November or early December. I can't remember. I think maybe it was early December. But um, on a Thursday night, Henry threw up. Ugh. Right. And so, but it was just once, and then he was totally fine the rest of the day, and okay. then totally fine the next day. And we thought, oh, maybe he just. He had to come home from school because he threw up at school. Oh, so, he threw up at school. Yeah, so we thought, but sometimes he's the kind of kid that he can get coughing so hard that he can make himself gag a little bit. <laughs> oh, man. So that's kind of what we thought it was. 
Well, but then all of a sudden on Saturday night, Becky starts feeling sick. Oh. Right? Saturday night, Becky starts feeling sick. Oh, she starts throwing up. No. So she goes to bed early. I stay up, finish up some work on my sermon. I go in to check on Harper before I go to bed. She's thrown up. She like she she's she has the vomit. It's already come out. Oh, it's in her no. cribs. It's it's all over her hair. Oh. So I have to change everything, give her a bath. And you're doing it by yourself. Yeah, I'm and, doing it by myself. Oh. I put on new pajamas. She throws up on the new pajamas. No! I have to put on another pair. It takes about 45 minutes to get all that done. And then as soon as I lay down in bed, Henry comes busting through the door. Harry's throwing up. Harry's throwing up. Oh, I have to go through the no. whole same routine with Harry. Like change him? Change him. Watch him. Change his oh. bedding. Go through that. And then yeah, as, you know, another hour after I'd been asleep, Hannah comes through the door. I just threw up. So three kids. Three, three plus plus Becky, and then so like I'm just trying to get like an hour of sleep, an hour or two of sleep. Oh no! And then I wake up at seven. Oh, and did you throw up? And then I go throw up. Oh no! <laughs> so what do you do for church? Yeah, so, this um, is Sunday, right? Um, yeah, it's Sunday, Sunday morning, seven o'clock. And so what I did is I told, I sent messages, said, "Hey, I'm sick. I'm just going to stay in my office through worship, come out and preach, and then go home." Oh man! So I threw up right before I left the house. Did come, you come here, preach, go home, and I threw up again as Did soon as I got really? home. Yeah. Oh my gosh! Like, so, so that was, that so, was my. I mean, how experience. how was that sermon? Do you remember anything about it? Was no, it I don't a, remember anything at all. This is all a blur. Yeah. The only thing I remember is the youth pastor bringing a trash can up on stage just in case. Are you serious? <laughs> I did not use it, though. Oh, my goodness. So I'm sorry if you have a weak stomach. I didn't really preface that. So if, if you're, like, puking in your car <laughs> while you're listening to the podcast, wow. I apologize. Wow. Well, so, yes, lots of uh, lots of good stuff that's happened the last uh, six months, including uh, sickness and throwing up. Um, <laughs> <laughs> great stuff great stuff um, good six months but hey we're we're back in it we uh we took our six month sabbatical we are back folks um we are and we we want to get uh now that we're 16 and a half minutes into our uh our podcast we want to actually uh get to uh uh what we're talking about yeah uh, so david and i were chatting um you know uh as we were Catching up on the last, because we haven't even really seen each other much at all. Yeah. Since the, the only time I saw you was to get the accordion from you. Yeah, and we had lunch. Um, yeah. That day, but. Um, so, so Dave and I are catching up, and we're both just talking about just how tired we are. Um, you know, Dave is David now is a head pastor, and uh, you know he's he's preaching, and at times he's even having to do the music. Um, you know, dealing with uh, church discipline issues. And uh, this has been one of those weeks uh, for me personally that that's been just really really tough. Um, we, we've had a number of uh, kind of you know issues that that I've been running point on at our church, uh, and then I'm preaching on Sunday, which um, you know I, I I don't typically preach. I, I enjoy the opportunity, but you know I, I uh, you know putting a lot of work into it and trying mm-hmm. to you know uh, come up come up with good illustrations and whatnot and. Um, you know, so I'm, I'm just feeling behind on stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, so <laughs> we, we started asking ourselves, like, what do you do when, when you're so busy, when, when you run out of time, you run out of hours, you run out of people, volunteers. Because people are going to show up on Sunday who haven't had that week. Yeah. And they're going to expect that it's not crap. Yeah. Well, <laughs> it's not just, 
thrown together. Yeah, I mean, worth you, my time. You, your your congregation is coming, and we, you know, we have as pastors, as leaders, we have an ob- obligation to, um, you know, share with them uh, uh, the the message of Jesus Christ mm-hmm. in 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 a in a good way. You know, not not some like I just put this together at the last minute. You know, we have this obligation mm-hmm. to to share with them. Um, and we've talked before on the podcast about how. Um, a revelation for me as a worship pastor was was realizing that you're not just planning a 60 minute service you're you're planning a 60 minute multiplied by every individual yeah so it's like if you have a hundred people uh, that's six thousand minutes yeah, yeah, yeah. that you're planning not just 60 six thousand minutes worth of uh yeah worth um, of responsibility and right, pressure and, and we we want to do we want to do it well but yeah what do you have what happens when you just have one of those weeks and right. And then, you know, people are coming to church, wanting to meet with God and uh, you know, you, and you may not have it and, and, and you, you may, may not have God to bring to them. <laughs> you <may not> have, <laughs> yeah. You know? And so, I mean, I was thinking about this and you know, for me, I mean, the, the first thing that I think of is, is prayer. I mean, I, I think um, on a personal level, if I can get personal, the, the easiest thing for me to um, to let go of is prayer. Uh, you know, when I get busy, it's so easy for me to um, my 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 disciplines of prayer uh, and reading the Bible. You know, th- those things that that I commit to doing every day. Um, instead of making time for those, it's like, well, I don't have time for that right now because I, I really have to finish this. Um, and, 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 you know, I'm, I'm guilty of it, mm-hmm. you know, I'm guilty of it, but I think that's, that's the last thing that should go. And I, I've found that the times where I do hold on to that, even when, even when I'm busy, even when I have no time, when I, when I hold on to prayer and I say, you know what, I still am going to pray. I'm still going to take a half hour right now and, and, and pray through this, you know, cause I know I need to pray for it. Um, when I do that. I, I find that it's incredibly rewarding. You know, it's almost there, there's this blessing of of, of slowing down, mm-hmm. you know, of, of stopping. So, you know, I, I would say for me on a personal level, first thing that I need to do in those busy seasons, and I, I'll, again, I'll be honest and say I'm not I'm not always good about it, is is praying. Yeah, what what is that passage in Isaiah or is it a psalm? Uh, be still... Be still know I am God. Yeah, be still know that I am God. And then there's um, uh, what is the rest of it? I can't remember. Nah, but but anyway, um, I think one of the and I remember Pastor Mike talking about this um a long time ago. Is this? It's so easy to to get to a point where you don't have any still hmm. you don't have any still in your life. And so, cause you're moving, you're yeah. going, you're, you're. And so when do you get, when do you get God in your life other than just the obligatory, hmm. um, we do this because we're supposed to actions that we do like hmm. going to church or reading our Bibles or, you know, the things that we, that we think are getting us to God, but we don't ever actually, um, quiet ourselves enough, you know, still our souls yeah. enough that we can actually allow God to be present in our lives. And um, it's so easy to, to, to cut that out. And 
and just, and then once you do that, then everything else just, just becomes even less important. So you just start hacking away at everything else because you're not feeling that. It's just like in a relationship when you don't feel, when you don't feel close, it's easy to let, to stop putting in the effort. Exactly. To, to, to once again, get to the point where you would actually feel close again. Yeah. And and I think that's a great point, David, where you, where you have a relationship and, um, you know, people talk about like, oh, you know, the, um, you know, the, the magic is gone. The romance has been lost. You know, that doesn't just happen right overnight. It, it's well, you know, he stopped buying her flowers or, or, you know, she, she stopped, you know, um, get, you know, giving him words of affirmation or, or, you know, whatever it is. And, and you slowly over time, it, it's like you, you kind of do less and less because there isn't that closeness. And I think that's where it is with prayer. When, when we pray, we are are communicating with God on, on this, uh, like it, it, it transcends this physical level. I mean, it, it's really a spiritual level, you know. Mm-hmm. And I mean, the Bible even talks about that, you know, uh, about intercessory prayers and and all that other stuff. And mm-hmm. and when we pray, there's something you know very real in terms of connecting with God that happens. Um, and I really believe that's where we draw close. You know, mm-hmm. when we pray, we draw close. But if we're not close with Him. Right, it's very easy to stop giving God, God the flowers. You right. know, it's easy yeah. to stop giving God the words of affirmation. Yeah, and I was talking to someone a while ago about prayer, and because I've really tried to be more committed to prayer over the last uh, several months, and not doing, not ever perfect at it, but you know, trying to be intentional about yeah. it. And um, I just, when I was kind of studying, I, I just kind of had this—I don't know if revelation is the right word. I don't want people to start to think certain things about me, but. I was when I was reading through the the story of the transfiguration and just how the disciples were in awe of this of this moment where they could literally see between this world and the next world like mm. like there was this there was this connection between um between dimensions almost you know because there's like this whole spiritual dimension that we don't really understand or connect with because we're living in the physical dimension, but they for, for a moment were just blown away because of this connection between, you know, Jesus and the father and seeing, seeing up into heaven and seeing just all of this, all of this, uh, amazing awe inspiring event that happened. And, um, but then I got to thinking about it with us, like we have that, we, we have that opportunity all the time. Mm. We prayer is the prayer is our connection to that other dimension, and and it's through the through the habit and vehicle of prayer that we actually get to go to a plane that we that we can't that we don't live on currently. It's it's that we actually get to connect to a different world. You know, we get to connect to um, to God who who is outside of of our of our reality and allow Him to speak truth into our lives well, that we could not see. We're communicating with an almighty being. Yeah. With uh, God. So, so yeah, so prayer, you know, and again, I mean, I think I'm, I'm a, uh, I'm guilty of, of letting that, uh, of letting that ball drop and, and I need to be better about it. You know, I'm thinking about this week, like I need to be praying. I need to be praying. Um, what else, what are other things when, when you're busy, when, when you're running out of hours, you're running out of people, you're running out of manpower. What, what else do you do? I think one of the things that, that goes by the wayside is diligence. Mm. You know, when you, when you're dealing with a lot of people issues, 
then there's at least, at least for me, you know, in my imperfection, there's a lot of decompression that needs to happen after dealing with some of this stuff. And so, you know, there's some deep debriefing that I think, um, that, that you do, but then, but then like you keep keeping, keeping that going then at some point becomes a bad thing. And, um, so like, you know, so to debrief a situation is one thing, but to continue to rehash and rehash and rehash mm-hmm. it, but it's, but because it's so fresh and so open and so there, it's like, well, you just, you kind of want to keep talking about it until you've worked it all out. But, yeah. but what you really need to do is, you know, move on and get some work done <laughs> so that you're ready for, for the week to come. And so I think it's easy to, to justify, well, um, I didn't, I didn't necessarily get things accomplished today, but I worked really hard. So mm. I'm going to just take it easy for, for the evening or for the afternoon or what, you know, whatever it is. And, and that's not what we're called to do. Yeah. Yeah. yeah um, you know, another thing kind of along those lines, but, uh, just a real simple practical tool. Um, and you know, I, I know in today's modern era, this might seem kind of old fashioned, but you know what? Sometimes just writing out a to-do list um, and literally just crossing things off. Yeah. You know, sometimes, especially if you have that kind of personality, you know, some of us are wired where, you know, we're task oriented. And so to be able to cross something off, even a little thing is like, yeah, cool. Mm-hmm. I, I got something done. And and I think for those task oriented people, that can be incredibly motivating mm-hmm. and, and very invigorating even uh, because when when you're when you're really busy, when you're trying to do you know fifty things with, with only like you know one day's worth of time, you know you, you're trying to you're trying to fit you know uh, forty hours into a twenty four hour day or whatever mm-hmm. um, whatever expression or analogy you want to use, uh, it is very easy to get discouraged and, and you're like oh man I just you know I got all these things but if you got that task list. And you can look back and say, man, I was able to cross off seven things today. Mm-hmm. Okay, cool. I'm, I'm making progress. Or even just to just put some things on that list that you can feel like you've accomplished something sure. when you're done. Go to the bathroom. Check. <laughs> cross that one off. Yeah. I did that. Yes. Or like if you've, got, if you've got some organization to do or if you've got some things to throw away or you've got a pile you need to clean up or just like, you know, take out the trash I need to take out the trash in my office, and that's gonna. And then you can check. I accomplished something tangible. Uh, and it's, it's kind of silly, right? Like it seems silly talking about you know trash bags <laughs> or whatever. But I, I think I think there is something good there when when you are you know are experiencing just a ton of stuff and, and you're you're feeling overwhelmed. Just start writing down things just write them down list them out big things little things mm-hmm. and start crossing them off you know and 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 i love it for me personally you know um when when i have one of those weeks and one of those days if i you know if i can just write you know i had this little um, uh thing of post notes right by my computer and uh um i'll just grab one of those post notes and i'll start writing down what i have to do and you know by the end of the day i got a lot of that stuff crossed off because Sometimes it's just simple things like, okay, send so-and-so an email. Cool, I did that. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, make this phone call. Okay, got that done. Uh, um, you know, uh, uh, print this. Okay, I printed it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, you know, one other thing that I think that happens with me, I can't speak for everybody, but there's a real temptation to let pride kind of creep in 
and be like, no, nah, I don't need to, I don't need to work on it. I can just, I can, I can pull off I can whatever. Wing it. I can, I can wing it. I can pull something off and most people won't know. It'll be all right. And I, I, for, for one, I don't think it takes too many Sundays of that to develop a, a habit and a pattern of, well, I can just wing it. And then that becomes the standard that becomes a new baseline. And then you're yeah. all of a sudden, when you, when you get in the habit of just winging it, just doing it, then, you know, it, it uh, creates for bad, bad habits in general. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But the unfortunate reality, I think, of it all is that the number one thing to do when you have weeks like this is you just got to keep going. Keep going. Just keep swimming. Just keep <laughs> swimming. Yeah, don't, don't give up. Push mm-hmm. on. Fight the good fight. And then um, get to the, get to Sunday afternoon, and then you can crash. And <laughs> hope next week's a little easier. Yeah, and then, you know, watch the uh, the Seahawks Forty Niners NFC game. Um, <laughs> so, what do you think? You think you got it? You think you got it to beat? Ooh, pull it off man, against? we'll we'll, uh, um, we'll have to see. I uh, Seahawks have a great team this year, but part of what makes them so great is their defense, and their offense has not been. Offense has not mm-hmm. been uh, producing the kind of numbers that um, you know you, that they are. They are the numbers that wow you. So, San Francisco is a great team. We'll have to wait and see. Yeah, I'm not sure about it either because um, the same thing is true for at least from the games I've watched. San Francisco's offense is they haven't been putting up the numbers like they were last year, and so I'm not seeing the same the same output from their offense. So if yeah, your but, defense but, but is strong, 40, 49ers are hot right now. Yeah. They, they've, they've had a couple of great games. They've and won two road playoff games. I know. I know. Um, but yeah, the, the best thing I think in all that Seattle has a great defense, mm-hmm. number one defense. So we'll have to wait and see. Yeah. All right. That's it. That's the time we got. Episode one twenty six in the can. Yeah. Make sure you check us out online. www. I have to see if I can remember it. www.worshipmysterycatalyst.com. Follow us on Facebook.com slash Worship Ministry Catalyst or Twitter.com slash WM Catalyst. And oh, what's the phone number? 360-818-4339. Yeah. Yeah. It's been a long time. So if you want to get in touch with us, we'd love to hear from you. Um, also, just kind of throw something out. If you, uh, if you like the Worship Ministry Catalyst podcast and the Worship Ministry Catalyst website and you want to be more involved... Maybe writing articles, maybe uh, come on the podcast once in a while, help out with the podcast, take on some of the stuff, get the word out there, kind of uh, farm team this thing. Get in touch. We're open to that. Yeah. So that's it. That's all we have time for. We'll talk to you again soon. Bye.